Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The biggest question mark for the Avalanche is the man between the pipes. Are the Orlando Magic ready to make the can't-miss pick? And even with all the drama, the Cleveland Browns do not regret trading for Deshaun Watson. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Stanley Cup Final kicks off tonight. Game one, Avalanche Lightning with a chance to hoist, of course, the best trophy in all sports, Lord Stanley's Cup. Joining me now from Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli. And Chris, this is a, a team that comes in feeling pretty good about itself. Uh, sweeping each of the last two series, playing some really good hockey. On the other side, the Lightning have had to kind of scratch and claw their way uh, to to the finals. Is there any concern from your side going, eh, maybe maybe the Avalanche might not be as sharp as as the Lightning coming into this series because of the, their path? Um, I think that's always maybe a, a little bit of a concern, but nothing that's going to be long term. Maybe we've talked about this on the show a couple times because, like you said, two out of the first, well, two out of the three rounds, the Avalanche have swept, so they've had a long time off for a couple rounds now. And I think at this point in the season, you're you're not really going to have any rust. That's always a big conversation with people in the hockey world: is rest versus rust. If there's any rust, that's going to be gone within the first couple shifts per line. Um, they'll they'll be ready to go. I, I don't really anticipate it lingering all that long, to be honest with you. The, the goalkeepers are always going to be a big part of the story. And when you look at the matchups here, I think it would be easy to say, well, Andre Vasilevsky, the Lightning, he, he, he creates an advantage for Tampa Bay. How does the avalanche make up for whatever perceived gap there is there? Uh, there's a gap. I mean, no, no matter who plays Tampa Bay, there's going to be a gap between maybe not the Rangers, but we saw that just happen. And as as well as uh, Shesterkin played for the Rangers, Tampa Bay still got to him. And, and it was tough for the Rangers to break through to Vasilevsky. Uh, with the, with the av- avalanche, I mean, don't minimize their their goaltending. I mean, they, they have good goaltending. They just haven't performed up to how they were performing in the regular season. So you want that regular season goaltending from, in particular, Darcy Kemper to really come back. And he can hang. He really can. He had a great, great regular season. A lot of people were throwing him around to, to be in the discussion for goalie of the year. And not that he was really going to be one of the finals, but he's up there uh, and it just hasn't materialized into a, a really good postseason for him. But he is capable. And I think like, you know, this is this is the Stanley Cup playoffs. When you have the Super Bowl, when you have the NBA, final, players rise to that occasion. And I think for Darcy Kemper, uh, he will and he has to because, yeah, he, he is going to need to be better than what he's been so far through the, the postseason. The Avs offense has really kind of not really needed in amazing goaltending, but they're going to need it playing Tampa when you know that they're going to get it from, from their goaltender. And I wanted to ask you about that part of it because the avalanche uh, you and I have joked aptly named with their attack because they can come Mm -hmm. at you in waves. They can turn a a two Oh deficit into a three, two lead in half a period. 
So to what degree do you think um, it is the old adage, their best defense is is a good offense in this series? Yeah, and and I think for, for this series, it's, it is never going to be over until it's all zeros on, on the scoreboard in the third period. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Coming up, are the Orlando Magic ready to make the right call on a potential franchise-altering choice? Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. The favorites for the top five picks in the NBA draft look like this. Bet Online likes Jabari Smith Jr., at minus 195 to go first overall, Chet Holmgren is BetOnline's pick to go second, minus 210 to land in OKC. In the third pick, Paolo Bancaro as the runaway favorite. BetOnline likes him to become a Houston Rocket, minus 600 odds. Good gracious. And if BetOnline has their way, Jaden Ivey will be a Sacramento King. Odds are minus 225 that Ivey will be taken in the fourth BetOnline where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The investigation into a hostile and toxic work environment for the Phoenix Suns is heating up. Melissa Fender Paniokotopoulos resigned due to alleged bullying and retaliation following her raising concerns about gender equality and misconduct within the organization. She sent a resignation email on May 20th to 16 members of the ownership group, including majority owner Robert Sarver, challenging them to address what she said is a toxic and misogynistic workplace. The NBA is still conducting its investigation into allegations of said dysfunction, which began back in November. In her email, she said the Suns organization has, quote, never been more dysfunctional and the culture is rapidly eroding. Golden Tate is back on a professional field, or rather a professional diamond. On Tuesday, the former New York Giants wide receiver signed with the Port Angeles Lefties, a Washington-based entry to the independent West Coast League. Tate, who calls baseball his first love, played at Notre Dame while also starring as a wide receiver for the football program. He was even drafted by two different Major League Baseball teams, once in 2007 in the 42nd round by the Arizona Diamondbacks, and once in 2010 by the San Francisco Giants in the oof, 50th round. Obviously, Tate made the right choice by going to the NFL, but now we'll see if he can have his cake and eat it too with baseball. Could baseball's biggest star, speaking of baseball, soon be on the move? Ken Rosenthal reported that Shohei Otani and the LA Angels had preliminary contract extensions talked back in spring training, but the two sides are far apart. The Angels expressed their understanding that Otani will command the highest average annual value in the game, which would give him more than Max Scherzer's current $43.3 million a year, but they balked at giving him the length of contract he could find on the open market potentially. Otani's contract is up after the 2023 season when he will be 29 years old. And it is fair to wonder if he can continue to provide two-way talent for a long time into the future. Will the Angels actually give him the contract he thinks he deserves? Something to keep an eye on in LA. Speaking of baseball, Nick Pavetta is doing amazing things on the mound for the Boston Red Sox as they take care of business 
against the Oakland A's. What more can we say about Nick Pavetta after he turned in yet another dazzling performance for the Red Sox on Tuesday night in Boston's win over the Oakland A's at Fenway Park? Hey, it's Lauren from Locked On Red Sox. And Nick Pavetta, the story of the game here, he becomes the first pitcher since Chris Sale in 2019 to have multiple outings that lasted at least eight innings. J.D. Martinez and Rafael Devers provided home runs for the Red Sox. And now the Red Sox winning streak is at two. Here we go again. Let's get some wins. Here is another story you need to know. Usually when you have the number one pick, things like Team needs don't factor into these decisions, but the Orlando Magic are in a unique position because they have some nice young pieces on this roster. So that means they have a decision to make at the top of the 2022 NBA draft. Joining me to try and help the Magic make that decision, Philip Rossman Reich from Locked On Magic. And, and Philip, we have a big three, it seems. There is uh, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paulo Bancaro. How much do you think, because of that young talent, fit is going to play a factor in this number one pick? I mean, I think, A, the Magic had the second worst record in the league last year. So, you know, yes, we talk about a lot of really good young players for this Magic team, but this is still a team that needs a lot of different things. They're they're still a long way away from being where they ultimately want to be, that's competing for a playoff spot, competing for a championship. So I think think to some extent, it's always take the best player available at the top of the draft, but uh, the way that I've been approaching this this draft is I've been telling people, don't focus so much on the player. This is really about the Magic deciding the team they want to be. Um, all three of these players are really good players. Uh, it, you're, you're splitting hairs trying to figure out who to pick between the three of them. Uh, so the Magic have to really figure out who do we actually want to build around? Who's going to be a tentpole for our team as we begin to, be, begin to build forward? Because there are some other really nice players in there that they're still trying to figure out. All right, Philip. So John Hammond gives you a phone call and he says, hey, so um, who do you like? Who do you think we should take? What's your answer? I, I The more I watch tape on him and the more I think about it, I, I think Jabari Smith is really the, the guy to take here. Um, I think that he he has a shooting, which the Magic desperately need. The Magic have not been, I believe, in the top 10 in three-point field goal percentage uh, since Dwight Howard left. Uh, they I think they've only been in the top half of the league in three-point field goal percentage once in the last 10 years since Dwight Howard left. And obviously... We've seen three-point shooting explode across the league in that time. Um, so he provides a three-point shooting just as a baseline. He is a really, really good defender, and that's obviously something the Magic, I think, have really focused on and put an emphasis on uh, throughout their drafts. You know, you talk about the Magic having a type that that certainly fits it. Um, but the more I watch him, the more I think that some of the things that people consider to be weaknesses is inability to maybe attack off the dribble consistently, uh, somewhat his ability to get to the basket. I think a lot of those problems uh, are going to go away as A, he gets better from everything I've heard about him and his work ethic, but B, NBA spacing is going to do wonders for him. This is a guy that doesn't waste dribbles. He's going to, if he's going to take a two dribble pull up, he's going to take a two dribble pull up and he's going to make it over most defenders, um, you know, that, that they're going to defend him. If you need him just to be a spot up three point shooter, he can do that. And it's that role versatility that I think really can make him special, especially as he adds more of that one-on-one game, I, I think that he brings the most to the table um, and he's super talented. Uh, I've, I've gotten into a little bit of an argument with some people um, about, you know, you don't draft a Chris Middleton, um, you know, it's, uh, which has been kind of a, a comparison that people have made about Jabari Smith. And I'm just like, Chris Middleton's an all-star. The Milwaukee Bucks probably aren't playing for a championship right now because Chris Middleton's hurt. You know, you're not going to solve all your problems in one draft. Go get, go get a guy that's going to be pretty good as a baseline 
uh, and can be even better as as he continues to get 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 older, get more experience, and and, and improve his game. Coming up, the Cleveland Browns have so little regret about trading for Deshaun Watson. They do it again. Don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? Maybe a little caramel in there, a little swirl. What if I told you you could get that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Well, you're in luck. Caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now, and you have to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus the macros, they deliver 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. Built.com does it right because we're going to help you. We're going to help you out. Built.com, promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Deshaun Watson cannot seem to exit the daily news cycle. Each day brings another lawsuit, another accuser, another grim detail. Watson, though, remains resolute in his belief that the facts will exonerate him. I mean, that's, you know, I never forced anyone. I never assaulted anyone. So um, that's what, you know, I've, I've been saying it from the beginning, and I'm going to continue to do that. And It's fair to wonder if the Cleveland Browns have buyer's remorse, right? Garrett Bush from Lockdown Browns is firm in his belief that the Browns would actually do it all again. But in terms of whether or not the Cleveland Browns would make this move again, um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that they would take and make this move every day and twice on Sunday. It may be a little bit, it may be a little bit uh, difficult for them to, um, you know, swallow some of the stuff that comes along with it. But when you look at it, it's a business of win, wins and losses, right? Um, you make it's the reason why there's always somebody that'll go out and look at Antonio Brown. There's always a reason why Josh Gordon is still in the league, right? You're, you're going to, as an owner, do everything that you can and do to make sure that your team uh, is successful. And if you're Jimmy and D has them, what they looked at it said, listen, this guy's in the prime of his career. Even if push comes to shove, he misses a whole year. He's still 27 years old. He comes back and we have a franchise quarterback and probably will, will be a bargain. Uh, in about five years, because $230 million uh, compared to, you know, some of these guys, Josh Allen got a big deal, but some of these new guys coming back up for contract, they could be getting 500, you know, $50 million, whatever the case may be. I think they looked at it from a point saying, look, hey, this guy can potentially give us an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. And they took that opportunity and said, hey, we'll figure out, is he going to jail? Okay, these are civil suits. Okay, well, we we comfortable with that. And I just think some people won't be comfortable with it. That's fine. Uh, you have your own prerogative. You won't be comfortable with it. Some people are going to say, hey, I can't watch the Browns anymore. But that's just reality of what the NFL is, and that's how it's moving. And, and I think the Browns, based on what he gives them on the field, an opportunity to win, they do it again. What your thoughts? And this is, unfortunately, the most predictable part of this story, that an NFL team would put wins and losses ahead of ethics, ahead of decency, morality, pick one of those things. That they would treat its fans this way. That it would force its fans to equivocate, to dissemble, to compartmentalize their feelings about a person versus what they produce on the football field. And the Cleveland Browns are doing a thing that almost every NFL team, and maybe, maybe every NFL team would do, is they would decide that the fans would forgive, that they would forget, 
and instead say, we're going to do a thing to make our team significantly better because that's what Deshaun Watson is. If this were a, a much worse player, no one would have taken this risk. But at the most important position on the field, a potential all-pro talent, a team is going to take a risk like this. And we don't even have to get into the ugly and, and I think unfounded accusations about a team that is analytically driven, caring only about the data and eschewing the human side of these sorts of decisions. Forget that for a second, because it's not just the Browns who would make a call like this. Plenty of teams, far less analytically driven teams, would make decisions just like this. And that is the sad part. The sad part is that when this happened, every NFL fan in their heart of hearts knew Deshaun Watson would get another opportunity that he would get another chance, that another team would say, we are willing to take the risk on him, even if new lawsuits and new accusers surface, which by the way, has happened. They knew, and we knew, I knew, you knew, another team would give him a chance because he's good on the field. That is a sad indictment of the sport and the way that too many teams continue to operate. And finally, Rory McIlroy is not done, quote, defending the shield of the PGA Tour. When referencing the golfers who left for the Live Invitational and the millions of dollars in signing bonuses, Rory said this, yeah, I think everyone in this room would say to themselves that for the guys who left, their best days are behind them. That's why I don't understand for the guys that are a similar age to me going, because I would like to believe that my best days are still ahead of me, and I think theirs are too. So that's where it feels like they are taking the easy way out. This story is not going away anytime soon, and the degree to which the PGA Tour players who have stayed are taking it personally that the guys who went across the pond went, I'm loving it. I really am truly loving it. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA Big Board as they get you ready for the ultimate NBA mock draft. Starting June 16th, Locked On NBA brings you the ultimate NBA mock draft. Rafael Barlow from Locked On NBA Big Board is joined by every Locked On NBA host and some NBA insiders from Odyssey to deliver picks, and analysis. Locked On does mock drafts better than anyone else, and the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is a perfect example. Coming up Thursday, will it be the Avalanche or the Lightning on top after game one? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.